The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. <laughs> Got to know your audience, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. we just went a whole other direction. You asked for it. Well, I did. When you brought up the, yeah, we're going back to grade four science. I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a problem. That was did a he, long time ago. You just insulted me. I thought <laughs> got periodic table. I'm not on my period. What's going on? <laughs> Broadcasting from her closet high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Philipson. Water is essential to life because basically we're a big bag of hairy water with the whackin' cells in there, but there's 60% of us is water. Does that, is that, does that get you going there, Chris? That's so nice. That's what a great I know. Isn't it a, lo- isn't it a lovely thought? That's what we come down to, right? Sure. You drink however many glasses a day, which is you've been told to do, and it's a good thing to do. Then you pee some out. You lose some through your skin. Every time you take a breath in and then you exhale that breath, you lose more water. You lose it obviously through your stool and you know when you don't have enough water because you have the constipation going on. All that can be out of balance at any time when you become dehydrated. Water and hydrated tissues help your body keep a normal body temperature, lubricate and cushion all the joints in your body, protect your spinal cord, and you know that high-tech computer thing that you've got in your skull called your brain. Water gives you energy, gives you supple skin, aids your digestion, your ability to detoxify. Now we all know these incredible benefits of water, but what is the best water to drink? It's a huge discussion that often ends in frayed nerves with opinions and taste buds championing for what tastes best to the drinker. Water is crisp and clean, hopefully, but we don't know in full about that. But what can be the cleanest water that you're gonna put in your body of every aspect that we're talking about from bacteria to herbicides, pesticides, and even medications? What is that all about? So let's get into it today on Eat This with Leanne, all about water. What's good, what's better, and what's best. With the help of two guests today, let's see if we can come to a conclusion together, shall we? Sure, your body will use the water to make the saliva. It's going to transport those nutrients, keep your circulation moving, your blood pressure in check, and the absorption of all of those nutrients going. So with whatever you drink, whatever is going into your glass, there's filters out there that can go on it. But which ones of those, if any of them, maybe there's a system that you've seen, maybe there's a fridge that you like the look of that has one on the front, and even some sort of countertop jug that you have floating around your kitchen with those changeable filters in it. What is the best water that you can use to fill up your glass with? I drink water and tea for the most part. I don't love pop, 
never really have, or really any of those other kind of drinks and tea, iced teas and all that stuff that you find in the drink aisle. So I put my attention on water, what's best for my body and that I enjoy the taste of. I've even actually called myself a water snob. And uh, oh, actually, Chris, did you know that today or the day that this podcast airs, no matter when you happen to be listening to it, it's National Water Day. So we didn't actually plan that, but it worked out pretty well. Of course, you don't celebrate National Water Day every year? Every year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We fill up bags of water. We put them in the freezer. We bring them out. We watch them melt. It's 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 fun for the whole family. Oh, yeah. National Water National water. That's what you can do on National Water Day, listeners. You can. This is the kind of thing that you can do if you like. I had I no get, idea it was even out. a thing until I, someone told me. And I thought, okay, well, that just works great because we're doing it anyway. <laughs> I get. I get out the hose. I put on my bathing suit. I run around the front lawn, spraying it into the air. It's National yeah. Water Day, everyone. Woo! Doesn't doesn't matter. It's minus ten out there. It's okay because it just <laughs> turns ice all of a sudden. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, wow. For years, as long as I've been been a nutritionist, I've had a reverse osmosis system in the houses that, that I've lived in and really, or, you know, I've ordered it and had jugs brought in. It's a robust under the sink filtration system that takes just about everything out of it. Now, I learned about it while I was first studying nutrition in the late 90s and immediately started having those massive bottles delivered. My parents thought I had lost it entirely because I wasn't drinking the tap water. And in England, when you make your million cups of tea every day, you end up with lime in the bottom of the kettle. So you have to de-lime your kettle. So I'm trying to explain to my parents, I don't really want that stuff in my body either. Fast forward to now, my daughters and I have been living for in a condo for about 18 months and I'm back to having it delivered and I really want to find a better way. So this podcast is also slightly self-serving as well as wanting to give you a lot more information. It has also come to my attention that while reverse osmosis has been thought of as the gold standard, it's also like, I think dead is probably too strong of a word, but water's meant to have minerals in it and reverse osmosis doesn't those particles that are in it actually give us something further to the actual hydration. So taking everything out of it may not be the best thing ever. So like I said, these questions that I have are the ones that I'm going to pose to our guests today so that we together can figure out what is the best thing to have in our glass. Now, first up to help with just the overall health questions that might be on your mind and to do with water and the best water to drink, we welcome back Dr. Davis Brockenshire, a functional medicine expert who has graced this podcast a few times in the past and is such a wealth of knowledge and also a lot of laughter. Welcome back, Dr. B. Well, thanks for having me back, Leanne. Uh, I know the last few episodes that I've been on, I've been accused of talking and it's like drinking from a fire hose. So... <laughs> Try to bring that back a notch since we're going to be talking about water. But great question. You know, one of the first things uh, in human history has been to find good water sources. And one of the greatest inventions of the 20th century has been clean water. So public health, you know, owes its success story to clean tap water. Mm -hmm. But in the 21st century, our definition of clean is a lot different. 
Right. So the problem with today's tap water is it's extremely polluted, but not with the pollutants that our ancestors faced. Okay. So not bacteria, not sewage, things like that. Tap water today is polluted with what we call agrochemicals, which are chemicals used in farming. Uh, things like glyphosate from Roundup, that's in your water. Yeah. It's polluted with medications like mm -hmm. hormones from birth control pill. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also heavily polluted with neurotoxins like chlorine yep. and fluoride. In all intention, we're added to make water safer, more potable, and not, you know, grow mold in your pipes. So our water treatment facilities have done a great job at providing water to everybody that's safe and clean. However, the question is, is it optimal? And the answer is no. Tap water is actually dangerous in some circles. Um, coming to you from Michigan, you don't need me to talk about how dangerous the Flint water supply is. You know, thousands yeah. of kids have been permanently damaged due to lead poisoning. Um, right. Ouch. Yeah. Now, Flint's not the worst place in America. Allentown, Pennsylvania has the most contaminated water, and thank you, coal mining. But in Canada, right. you know, water's a big deal. So you can test your own tap water, uh, and there's a lot of easy ways to do it. I would suggest you don't drink tap water. You don't bathe in it, but you can wash in it. Wash your dishes, wash your laundry. So... Okay. So filters pretty much everywhere. Filter is the way to go. If you can afford it and you have access to a, say a house, you can do a whole house filter. If it's not your house, if you're in an apartment or a condo, um, something like a Berkey or some other filtration system that could be countertop or faucet based is another level. Yeah. I am not a proponent of bottled water. Mm, I think that's my next that's my that's my next question is yeah. like bottled water is spring water typically you can also get distilled water so we have i mean many situations with just the amount of bottles that are out there in the world but contaminants does that get into the into the bottled water as well so there's been numerous studies done in the last 20 years on the plastic that's used to contain water so your plastic water bottles yep we all know about things like bpa which is bisphenol A, which is actually a hormone disruptor. Most plastics have have that removed now. Um, but if you have any old plastic water bottles, more than five years old, throw them out because they do leach that chemical. And that's been associated with pituitary tumors, um, early onset menses, prostate cancer, breast cancer, all that stuff. So right. EPA needs to go. Um, but people need to know that there's more than just BPA, okay? There's other compounds in plastic. So luckily in Canada, we don't have to worry about it as bad as they do in the southern states because those chemicals get leached when the bottle is heated past 109 degrees. Mm -hmm. Don't leave a case of bottled water in your car in the middle of summer. Yeah. Um, but conversely, if you freeze water in a water bottle, it will also leach those chemicals. Oh, okay, that's new. I see. I I thought the yeah. the whole leave the water bottle in the car thing was just a a myth, which you've now said nope, it's not. It's factual. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, but the the, the freezing thing, uh, I have tons of friends that do that before they head out on hikes and uh, when yeah. they're heading out on the on the wakeboards and things like that. So don't freeze 
in a plastic water bottle uh, because it will leach chemicals. And interesting point there, Chris, there's a survival trick for camping out in the woods when it's cold, you know, so if it's Canadian Thanksgiving and you're up in Killarney and you're canoeing and it gets below freezing at night and you're like, this sucks. Yeah. You can put hot water in your plastic bottle and put it in your sleeping bag and it'll keep you warm. All right. Yeah. Don't drink the water the next day though, because you'll notice it tastes horrible. Yes. So those of you that have tried that, now you know why, what you were tasting was basically an estrogen-like chemical. It'd be like, I would never, it'd be like have taken a bath and then grabbing a yeah. cup afterwards uh, for a nice glass of tepid bath water. There's no way I would drink that water. Yeah. The other question was, you know, what's in those plastic bottles? Well, some companies use spring water. So if you're going to get bottled water, I do recommend spring water. Yeah. Um, but read the label <clears throat> because you'll notice most bottled waters are nothing more than purified tap water. Wow. In the bottle. So what do they do to purify it? Anything? They add something? No. No? Just the regular? Well, oh. They might they add just... a little bit of minerals, but you can get distilled water and then yes. minerals to it. Distilled that you put in your iron, but then other people, but then right. people drink it and, but there's right. absolutely nothing in it at all. Right. So companies like Dansani, which is Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's just purified municipal drink water. It's, it, you might as well just turn the tap on and put it in a bottle. I thought uh, Dasani was an Aquafina or, or uh, RO, reverse osmosis water. Check the label. Mm. And you can change it at any moment because there's no regulation on that. He just, he just, <sighs> he just called you out, uh, Leanne. You're always telling us to check the label. And yeah, Dr. B just said to you, check the label. That's right. And I haven't checked it for years because I thought it was RO water. And why yeah. would they change that? Oh, well, silly me. Well, and I, I didn't know that until a couple of years ago when I was traveling every weekend. And in the Detroit airport, you can only get Dunsani. Okay. And it always made me feel bad. But say Phoenix or LA, you can get Fiji. Ah. Fiji is good deep water from the Pacific, right? Yeah. So, you know, not to, we're trying to, you know, help people out, but if Sp Starbucks wanted to have a conversation with us, um, wink, wink, then <laughs> I would recommend that at an airport, you go to a Starbucks because they do have Fiji water. Ah. Is that why the coffee That's is like eight, $8 a cup is because they're getting water from the deep Pacific? No, oh, we won't get into that. <laughs> they use tap water. They're going to have to come up with a proposal for us to change your mind on that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you mentioned before about prescription medications yeah. being in tap water. So in, in water that has been clean. So we've got clean water coming out of the tap along with some prescriptions that are not your own. And can that really, like, as we drink that, is there enough in there to have an impact? You talked about early menzies. Is that the reason why girls are having their period that much earlier. What about blood pressure medication and uh, antidepressants and all of those meds that people take on a daily basis? So we all live in the Great Lakes Basin, the three of us. Yeah. Right. And all of the studies on this have come from the Great Lakes Basin. Back in 2001, high school students did a high school science project on the Detroit water supply, which is in the top five in the nation for clean water. But again, what defines clean? Yeah. When they looked at what else was in there, they right. found estrogen 
at over six parts per million. Okay, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you look at estrogen concentration in, say, an ovulating female, it would be six parts per trillion. So now we got to do metric, like good right. people, like yes. the rest of the world, you know? Yeah. And we have to adjust it over a million times. So there's technically in some municipalities a million times more estrogen in the tap water than would be in an ovulating female. And then two years ago in Lake Michigan, they found concentrations of the diabetic drug metformin mm-hmm. throughout the sediment. So everywhere in Lake Michigan, when they do a sediment assessment, there's enough metformin in the sediment to basically cure diabetes in fish. Oh, jeez. Bloody hell. So whatever goes in the water, right? Ends of course. Up going back down and back in. It's the water cycle. This is grade four science. And it's right. coming back and everything has to go somewhere. So the question to ask the municipal water supply people is, <clears throat> what exactly are you filtering? Right. And what do you test for? Um, individuals can have their own water tested. Uh, and, you know, if you're in a rural area, like Chris up in Orangeville, <laughs> if you go 20 kilometers in any direction, you can dig a well, you know. And what, what, what about well water? That's so you not well water clean. tested. Right. You want to look yeah. for arsenic and, and radon and all these other things in the well water, lead. Um, but in many cases, well water is a lot better for you than tap water. Because there's not the contaminants or there's exactly. not, there's, there's not the, uh, the drugs. Not to mention glyphosate, which we've talked about the whole roundup thing. Yeah. Our water is beyond contaminated with it because we grow a lot of the crops that use glyphosate. Yeah. We can't get away from it. Right. It's got to go somewhere. So that's yeah. uh, basically at the end of the day, as a clinician, I tell people, you can't drink tap water if you're trying to have a healthy gut. Because okay. all those chemicals are going to create inflammation that causes the dreaded leaky gut. <laughs> yep. All right. So yep. if you're struggling with leaky gut and you've already done everything else, you got to look to the water supply. Okay. So quick aside, just describe leaky gut because a few ears, I'm sure, in our loyal listeners are like, hang on a minute. I didn't listen to the other podcast on the gut sure. health. So. The easiest way to think of leaky gut is if you've ever had poison ivy, and you get itchy, you want to scratch it, mm-hmm. and then it oozes. Yeah. Leaky gut is like poison ivy on the inside of your intestines, only it's not caused by poison ivy. It's usually caused by environmental poisons, antibiotics, poor food choices, stress, inflammation. So it's an itch you can't scratch, but it will manifest as indigestion, heartburn, gas, bloating, irritability, rashes, allergies, brain fog. You know, the list goes on. Everybody can just go, oh, thank you. Excellent analogy. So other, I'll say chemicals, but really it's a mineral fluoride. Hot topic. It's in some water. It's not in all water. Uh, A lot of people, I know when I have used reverse osmosis over the years, we're taking the fluoride out of your water. That's a big problem. Like, I don't know. It's really not, but I don't tend to go into the huge explanation because it's a bit tricky. So where are we at with the whole fluoride thing these days? Well, the question is, why would they put fluoride in the water? Well, they, no they, teeth. They, it's for our teeth, right? That's what, that's what everyone says. But if you talk to a, a dentist, they'll tell you that the concentration of fluoride required to protect the enamel 
is very high. So putting it in the water does nothing. It's a scam. Uh, right. Anyway, you cut it, fluoride is a neurotoxin and it leads to the calcification of your poor little pineal gland. That little pineal gland is trying to make things like melatonin, which helps you sleep, mm -hmm. protect your brain from brain tumors. And it's also our last line of defense against electromagnetic radiation like cell phones. So fluoride damages our brain's ability to protect ourselves against environmental insults. There is zero evidence to support fluoridation and dental health. Right. So was the water company in bed with the fluoride company and everybody was making money? I don't get where the scale, like why did they throw it in in the first place then? Because of the, exactly what you said, follow the money trail. Wow. Isn't that interesting? You know, chemically, yeah. if you pull out your periodic table, everybody, you can look at fluoride, chlorine, yeah. mm -hmm. iodine for the mm -hmm. intelligent people or iodine. Yeah. They're called halogens. They do serve a purpose, right? Fluoride, fluorine is used in the body for certain things at low levels. So is chlorine, so is iodine. If you take a lot of nutritional iodine and feel weird, it usually means that your body is using the iodine to detoxify either chlorine or fluoride. So people who are chlorine and fluoride toxic due to tap water need to make sure they're getting plenty of iodine nutritionally or else the thyroid will end up injured and most likely in an autoimmune state. Hmm. Uh, and the other thing about the chlorine, since we're going there, yeah, chlorine is added to sanitize the water at a base level, right? You don't want right. water in your pipes turning moldy. Yeah. So if you've ever hooked up a whole health filter or you've put a, say a shower head water filter on because you don't want to bathe in chlorine, you'll notice that certain types of algae will grow on the shower head. But if you take the filter off, the algae goes away. Oh, really? So the chlorine is working, but we shouldn't be drinking that because it doesn't belong in the body. The yeah. other interesting thing is it doesn't take a lot of chlorine for it to do damage. So when it's coming out of a shower head, it's being atomized, right? It's being turned into a mist. Mm -hmm. Breathe that in. Your blood concentrations of chlorine then go up. That is an endocrine disruptor that will cause weight gain and thyroid dysfunction. Showerhead filter is great for yep. anybody interested in healthy reproduction. And the chlorine, what's that doing to our bodies then? It's causing more leaky gut. It's killing good bacteria, not only in your gut, but also in your mouth and your sinuses. Right. Uh, if you wash regularly with chlorinated water, you also disturb the microbiome of the vaginal tract, which leads to more issues like yeast infections, ovarian cysts, irritation, so on and so forth. Um, causes skin issues like eczema. Yeah. And, you know, the list goes on. It does. It also ruins your clothes. So if you got a lot of chlorine in the tap water and you're washing nice clothes in it, it can hurt your clothing. So, yeah. That's why we like a whole house filter. So speaking about filters, different levels of filtration, you're talking about a whole, you know, a whole home, yeah. but, um, you know, something that I've talked about um, off the top of this episode is that I used reverse osmosis for years. Um, and I've heard lately that that's actually not the gold standard anymore as it was when I first started using it, I don't know, over 20 years ago or drinking it over 20 years ago, and that it just zaps all the energy out of it. So where are we at with that? Because that's a, the whole filtration thing is a, you know, 
that's a that's a huge topic too. Well, the first question I get on this topic is, well, Doc, what do you use at home? Right. I have a whole house system. It's the same system that cruise ships and the U.S. Navy use. Mm. It has four huge filtration canisters, and it it's a filter. So right. it takes out anything that shouldn't be there, and the water that comes out is basically groundwater with right. all its minerals intact. A filter is a simple, you know, engineering system. Think of a coffee filter, right? You pour yep. water through it, and coffee comes out. It's magic. Yeah. But a good water filter, <laughs> if you use a water filter to make coffee, then you would have clean water come out from that coffee. Right. So you can always tell your water filter is good. If you pour coffee into a water filter, water should come out. As opposed to? Well, as opposed to coffee. As opposed to coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, so that, we're talking about different levels of filtration. Um, okay. Again, if you've been backpacking and you're filtering water so you don't get giardia, yeah. uh, you know, beaver fever, you need a filter down to like 0.1 microns, right? Yeah. So for people that are, say, using a Brita or a typical counter-mounted filtration system, it's really just taking out some chloride and fluoride. Right. What we need to do today is you need to have something like the Berkey that takes out medications, agrochemicals, heavy metals, coliform bacteria, E. coli, et cetera, yep. down yep. to a, what we call a non-physiologic level. So a level at which it's pretty much inert. The only way you can literally remove everything is to distill it. Right. But when you do that, the body has to adjust it if you drink it back, right? It has to change it back. So at the end of the day, find a filter that works for you. If you can't do a whole house, find something that's convenient, but you have to filter your water. When you use distilled water, uh, you don't want to drink it because the pH is too acidic. Okay. So you would want to have to add some base minerals. And the easiest thing to do is if you've got distilled water, just take a pinch of sea salt, throw it back in. You'll have okay. some Yep. Reverse osmosis or RO is what they used to use for commercial applications to provide clean drinking water when there's not a good source available. Okay. So you can take water from the Gulf of Mexico and reverse osmosis it into clean drinking water. Right. Yeah. Biggest problem with RO is it takes roughly seven gallons of water to create one gallon of drinking water. Yeah. The waste, the waste is incredible. Right. And now while we have water to spare, I think as Great Lakes citizens, we should still lead by example and have water conservation efforts. Yeah. Um, the other issue with RO, much like the distilled problem, the pH of the water sits at about five. And yeah, as you low. Know, water pH is hopefully somewhere above 7.4. If you want to get some fancy water like Voss water yeah. from Norway, its pH typically runs around a nine. Wow. So the sweet spot for water for human consumption runs anywhere from seven and a half to about nine. Right. Right. And that's so that we're not challenging our minerals in our body and, and, and your kidneys. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I thought that Voss water was expensive because the bottle was glass. My wife kept that bottle for drinking water that yeah. she would take to the gym or something like that for years. She kept that bottle. That Voss. And people go up. 
and they buy glass bottles. And all you got to do is buy some Voss and you've got glass bottles forever. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. I, now I know at least it was good water because I used to give yeah. her the business saying, well, it's water's water. She was ahead what, of the game. Why do all of the famous people in Hollywood feed their dogs? What do they give their dogs to drink? I don't know. Whiskey, Voss or whiskey? Fiji? Evian. <laughs> what is it? Evian. It's okay. the water from the Alps. It is the, the water of choice for all those toy dogs in Hollywood. <laughs> okay. What's so special about Evian? It's just really good water. You know, it's okay. got nice levels of magnesium and calcium. And then the art of all these boutique waters is where are they sourced? You know, they're coming from a deep well, right? So they're going to have minerals. They're right. on the soft end. Um, Leanne, as you and I both know, if your water is stripped, your body will tend towards an acidic state, yep. which challenges the kidneys, stresses out the brain, and leads to things like anxiety and kidney stones. So you want to make sure that the pH of your water is decent. Right. Now, what's the filter that on most uh, fridges? Because a lot of people have that whole filter system. They just yeah. head up to the fridge with their, with their glass and away they go. That design is similar to the pure system, P-U-R, okay. right. where they're using a cartridge. Okay. Um, and the art form of those systems is that the filter requires no pressure. So under normal tap water pressure situations, you're able to filter water. That's okay. why it doesn't come out as fast as it does from the tap. Right. Because you're not increasing the pressure. Okay. Um, a system like a vertical system, like a Berkey, where the water goes on top, yep. you're using the weight of the water to push through the filtration system. Right. Gravity-based uh, is my understanding. Yeah. yeah. Any commercial filtration system usually increases the pressure so you don't have to wait for the water. So on most fridges, are you su is there some sort of filter in there that you're supposed to change? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and do, and do most people? Well, I don't know. It tells you it's time to change the filter. And some people probably just put tape over that light or <laughs> pull the plug. Um, or what does that get the Somebody get the manual that's at the back of the cupboard. And right. what does that mean? General Electric GE typically makes most of those filters. Okay. Most of the modern filters do remove pharmaceuticals, but you do need to change the filter. Say a family of four, uh, you would have to change it about every 90 days. Is that happening, Chris? Have you oh, got yeah. one of those yeah, yeah. going on? Every yeah, we change it four or five times a year. That's usually okay. how, how it goes in the fridge. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Thankfully, the fridge is a lot smarter than me. It knows when it needs a new filter. <laughs> Chris, you know you don't have a filter. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a little acidic. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. 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 As now, actually, <laughs> just a quick sidebar here. Now, was it last week, Chris, where I explained to you the acidity of of the body uh, and the blood being 7.4 and your body doing everything possible? Right, right, right. Yes. Yes. Do you remember that? And Chris, yep. Chris Davis, Chris's mind was blown. He was like, what? So yeah. that might be. Can you just quickly explain that again for our lovely uh, loyal listeners? Because it They're all like, which one was that drainage or was that, it wasn't coffee because that was the last time Davis was on. And and he said, listeners, coffee is hydration as long as you don't put anything else in it other than the lovely coffee. All right. PH 101. Thank you. As a mammal, and we are all land dwelling mammals, most of us, 
Uh, we'll leave <laughs> Ottawa out of this, but uh, oh, wow, oh, well, I've been there. You know, it's very acidic. So every enzyme reaction in our body requires a very narrow pH range. Okay, right. so we are alive because enzymes are allowed to do their thing: make energy, make hormones, make neurotransmitters, and they require the pH to stay right around seven point four five. pH we're talking about hydrogen so if it varies outside of that range the body will use everything it has to keep the blood at that pH even if it has to rob calcium from the bones because mm -hmm. calcium is alkalizing so if you have a horrible diet live a horrible life and you're a horrible person you typically tend to be very acidic the long-term result will be kidney stones hardening of the arteries and osteoporosis leading eventually to death by alzheimers if you're too alkaline you'll have kidney infections all right so if you have chronic utis you're probably too alkaline something else okay. is going on now it is a battle for life in the body right there's bacteria and parasites and viruses and fungi and everybody's trying to get a piece of the pie each one of those critters can try and change our ph and so that's why when you get sick, regardless of what you're getting sick with, the remedy is always plenty of fluids and rest. Right. Because as you hyperhydrate, the pH will come back to neutral. Um, but in our current environment, while we've all talked about, you know, you can use baking soda to alkalize, you can use apple cider vinegar to acidify, all this stuff. Fear is the most acidic situation for a mammal because it drives the stress response. And when we drive stress response, our pH has to naturally drop to accelerate adrenaline usage. Right. As opposed to love, which is very alkalizing. So that warm, fuzzy feeling, that's actually an alkalizing feeling. Wow. But fear is 10 times stronger than love. Right. So that's why it's so addictive and that's why we're so prone to being acidic because it's a survival thing. So Leanne, we always talk about, you know, you got to eat something green every day and yep. you're probably not a Jolly Rancher. Yep. So green foods are naturally alkalizing. Yep. Whereas animal-based foods are naturally acidic. Mm -hmm. so it's all about the balance. Yeah. Gee, we start with tap water on this show and we end up with the meaning of life with Dr. There B by the end of it. We do, right? right? You Love. know, we never know, we never know where we're gonna go. And it's just, oh. Up Monty Python. It's always, always a pleasure always to have you. Always on the bright side of life. There you go. Throw that love out there because it's going to do all of us so much good in so many more ways. So now we get it. Now we get yeah. how we make ourselves more alkaline and save at that 7.4. And get sick. Cool. Come on. <laughs> and get sick. Beer makes you sick. Uh-huh. 
Well, thank you so much for gracing the airways with us once again on Eat This with Leanne. And if you love listening to Dr. B, I'll put all his details in the show notes. And I'll also add in a link to the other episodes that we've had with uh, had Dr. B on one of them being all about booze. Very important one. One all about coffee, too. So we're, we seem to just be sticking to liquids at the moment. We got to we got to break that one on the next uh, on the next time we have you on. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome, you guys. I'll talk to you later. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. P. Just every single time, right? Chrissy comes on and he teaches us something. And then just when you think, oh, I learned something new, there's like five more things behind it where he ends up just blowing our brains in such a positive way. So thank you. Thank you. Because it's just oh, so tremendous. I just, it, when he brought it, up, it, when he brought up grade four science, I was like, uh oh, I don't, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> let, me, let me just that's too far back in the filing cabinet in my dehydrated brain right now that i gotta go pull something out of it talk, right talk slowly dr b please <laughs> <laughs> but i love how he brought in about and i'm grateful that he explained the acid versus alkaline as well mm-hmm. and then it just shows you when he got onto fear versus love how you know it's all comes together it's just not that one thing. It's not just drinking your eight glasses, your liter and a half, your two liters or whatever. There's all of this that affects us because there's just so much that comes into this, you know, human body of ours. All right. So now that we've got some of those questions answered, let's speak with Scott Miller. Scott has been living and working on and with water for over 25 years. He says that the water we consume is so extremely vital to our overall health and well-being and believes that it can really help us to reach optimum health with the use of clean, purified water. And he actually came to start in 2011, the company that he's got going on called Conscious Water. And he's the main Canadian dealer of the Berkey system which actually Dr. Brockenshire mentioned a couple of times, and one of the systems that I personally have been looking into. Welcome to Eat This with Leanne, Scott. Thanks so much for being here today. And tell us a bit about how you got into the business of water. Thank you. Grateful to be here, Leanne. Appreciate your invitation. Yeah, make a long story short, I, I've always loved water, worked with water. Uh, I was a canoe trip guide for many years, worked on sailboats. Um, and then as I got older, got into health and wellness. Getting into the business of, of water, I actually got sick twice from drinking bad water. I got Jardia, which is a parasite, also known as beaver fever, um, yeah. from some, on some canoe trips. And then I just got really careful about how to filter and purify water and wanted to have the best system I could at home. Yeah. Um, so I started doing a lot of research about water and water filters to provide for, for my family. And what did you come across? Yeah, I love the research process. It's a bit, I'm a bit of a nerd that way. Berkey water filters kept on coming up into my wheelhouse over and over again. And I really loved their, their proven history. They've been around since the 1830s. And I love how they're a health and wellness tool and an emergency preparedness tool. Uh, so it, it checked all my boxes as a, as a Boy Scout mentality and just loving simple systems. So I, I ordered one, just fell in love with it. The water tasted amazing. 
family and friends were coming around and seeing what is this thing and why does the water taste so good and how do I get one? And um, I realized it was a high demand product um, with not a lot of uh, dealers out there and not a lot of people that knew about it. And so as an experiment, I became a distributor, built a website, and it just took off uh, within months. Wow. Well, good for you as a fellow entrepreneur. I love that. You know, how it just sort of comes together. I must commend you, Scott, for for making it to the Boy Scouts. I was kicked out of Beavers for (laughs) smoking in the boys' room. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a path that was not well laid for myself. But good for you for making it to uh, to Scouts. That's that's that is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cheers, cheers, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you said that this has been around since when? Yeah, since the 1830s. So, like, uh, they were filtering water back then. Yeah. So that it's, seems that that seems like very, very ahead of the times. Yeah, it, it's wild. So I have all the history on my website, which is uh, consciouswater.ca. You can click on the history tab. Um, yeah. But basically, Queen Victoria in the 1830s was realizing the Thames River was getting polluted and people okay. were getting sick. So she asked uh, John Dalton, who later became Royal Dalton. He was actually knighted because of his work making the first gravity-fed water filter. Um, So he created the first ceramic gravity-fed water purifier. Uh, It worked great. It was was used in in laboratories and hospitals and then worldwide. The Berkey system is a direct evolution of Dalton's first uh, invention. That's fascinating. What a yeah. tremendous story. Yeah, so that's I one of the reasons I, I, yeah, just, you know, with that kind of history proven worldwide, like, well, you, you can't go wrong. They've been around so long. People are loving them. And uh, who knew I could filter water with my grandmother's beautiful Royal Dalton? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, in a pinch, right? If the apocalypse yeah. happens and we need clean water, grandma, sorry, but I'm going to have to borrow the Royal Dalton. Give me that teacup and let's see how long it takes to filter it through. I come back in a year maybe and it, and it'll have evaporated. I won't have gone through it. Silly. Yeah. So, so Scott, tell us about the filter system itself. Cause I'm, you know, I've, I've used reverse osmosis. I've used the, you know, I know the fridge ones and all the different types out there. So let us know a little bit more about the Berkey and what drew you to it. You know, what, what is it that made you decide I got to go with this one? Yeah, I loved how it was an emergency preparedness tool and a health and wellness tool. I loved okay. how it doesn't uh, require electricity or water pressure to operate. Uh, okay. Like reverse osmosis and distillation both require uh, energy and pressure to operate. It's basically just a stainless steel, food grade stainless steel unit that sits on your countertop mm-hmm. and works via gravity. Uh, the included filters are a combination of uh, high quality coconut shell carbon ceramic diatomaceous earth and impregnated with silver particles which makes them bacteriostatic so they're self-sterilizing there's no chance of bacteria growing within the filters so they last on average five years which was another thing i loved you're not throwing away filters monthly they're not plastic you're not uh, increasing to the landfill issues Um, mine used to be yearly too so five years that's that's a big difference and then they can purify any freshwater source. So most of my customers here are using them with their tap water at home, but you can also take them to the cottage and just pour buckets of lake water straight through it or rainwater, you know, puddle water off the street if you had to in an emergency, any freshwater source. The only water you can't put through it is would be ocean water or salt mm. softened water. Yeah, they don't deal with salt. But otherwise, once you have a Berkey on your counter at home, you've always got a safe, healthy water source for your family. 
And now talking about minerals, um, I believe that there's an extra fluoride filter that you can put in a part of the Berkey system. Luckily, uh, more and more communities are removing fluoride from the water. The citizens are, are, are realizing it's toxic and they don't want to be drinking it. The fluoride filters are optional because not everywhere has fluoride in their water. For example, Toronto does, but Calgary, Alberta does not. They mm. removed it years ago. So if you do have fluoride in your water, you can add these optional filters and they will remove fluoride uh, by 99.75%. Was it stones that I saw on your website that you can add into your system to remineralize maybe? That's right. Yeah. So they're called alkalizing mineral stones. Uh, they're okay. also called MyFan stones, M-A-I-F-A-N, if anyone wants to look that up Check any further. Check that out. Um, yes. So they're naturally occurring stones and they simply sit in the lower chamber of the Berkey. So the main goal of those is to raise the pH of the water. Uh, okay. If you believe in alkalizing your body for greater immune system strength, uh, drinking alkaline water and the research I've done uh, and talking to nutritionists and naturopathic doctors is a way to help to alkalize your body. They also add beneficial minerals into your water and they last two years there uh, and you simply boil them every three months to sterilize them. So yeah, very, very simple, easy, natural way to, to have uh, alkaline mineral rich water you can, which you can add to your Berkey. Yeah. yeah. This does definitely seem like a very easy and simple yeah. way way of filtering your water and exactly. I'm thinking that it it has more benefits than your typical jug on the counter or fridge type filter too. Can you give us some feedback on you know what your customers have said, people who've used this system for a while, what is it that they that they're enjoying the most? First of all, when, with cost and economy, when you talk about these um, pitcher filters, they're quite expensive long term um, and they don't remove many contaminants. So the okay. Berkey filters, uh, they, they'll purify water for half of one cent per liter compared to when you're looking at uh, pitcher filters or buying jugs of water, you're looking at more five to ten cents per liter. People are just loving their Berkeys and their, their kids are drinking more water than ever. Their plants are thriving. The water tastes great, so they're, they're just drawn to drinking more water. So I remember one of the first sales I ever made uh, had a man um, over. I was running the business out of my house and selling Berkeys from there. And uh, he came over with his two-year-old boy on Mother's Day. And uh, so he tried the water, and then his son tried the water. And then his son was reaching out to the glass for, for, for more water. And the dad was like, oh, my God, my, my gosh, my, my son has never asked for more water before. This is amazing. I'm sold. And yeah. 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 It's good when it tastes, you know, when water tastes better. I've called my water, myself a water snob many times because there's some water I'm like, oh, I'll drink it because I have to, but I really don't like the taste taste of it. And that can just be spring water even. On a marketing level, I'm sure, Scott, you wish you had your camera ready when that happened. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. That would be great for the website. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when you're filtering it through something like that, using it for your soups, using it for your ice cubes, there all that go. stuff. It just hey, makes it, yeah. you know, you just put it, you just use it for everything. Now, yeah. listeners, Scott has very generously offered an incredible giveaway, and there will be details on how to enter this on leannephillipson.com. But while we've got you, Scott, why don't you just tell us what this incredible package is that you're offering to one very lucky listener? For sure. For sure. Happy to. This, yeah, it's an exciting part of the business too. I love, love that. Um, so I'm giving away one big Berkey. It's a value of $388. 
comes included with the two filters, which last on average five years. It's the most popular size, perfect for families of two to four. Yeah. Uh, so to enter, yeah, all the details will be in the show notes, but basically yeah. uh, you're going to uh, follow and like my Instagram and Facebook and yeah. uh, like and comment and share. And, and the more uh, you repost, for example, on a story or comments will be more entries and I'm, I'm sure you'll love it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com. Thank you, Scott. I love the story about where the Berkey system came from. Like, I am still blown away by the fact that in the 1800s, they were filtering water. Yeah, from crazy. A, yeah, from a guy named Royal Dalton for crying out yeah. loud. Like Royal yeah. Dalton, like this the, the people who make the pretty uh, china and the, that's the, right. the figurines and that, what a story. That's connected with water. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So so interesting. And I know that we we briefly touched on the great giveaway of the big Berkey system. I mean, holy smokes, huge. that's huge, yeah. huge, huge. I myself am looking into a larger system just because we go through so much water. But honestly, for two to four people, that from the research I've done is just incredible. So please do head over to LeannePhillipson.com. You're going to have to do that today because it's a little more where you, where I want you to click will eventually be sproutright.com forward slash water. But there's another couple of things that you need to do first. So definitely head over there. Now, I'm fully aware, as we've just talked about water, that there are some that actually don't have access to clean water. Dr. B called this out as well. And while I know that talking about the best water to drink while having clean flowing water out of my tap every time I go to any of them where I live, you know, it's a pretty first world privileged problem to be having to say that I'm not drinking it straight from the tap. So please know that I'm aware of that and support charities that are working tirelessly to make clean water a global reality. Now, Scott also in a conversation off of the podcast, he has an initiative going on. I'll include that in the show notes as well. Because yes, all the things that Dr. B talked about all the contaminants that are going into our tap water, that is a secondary problem to the fact that we're not getting sick, really sick and even dying and having these long, long lasting effects from parts of the world, from even parts of Canada, where they just don't have this going on. So I just wanted to touch on that because I am an awareness of this topic sounding, you know, a little pretentious, potentially, especially for those people that just don't have that access. Thank you so much for being with us today on yet another riveting podcast episode that I personally learned so much from when we have our guests on when I'm doing the research in the beginning. Thank you so much to Chris for everything that you do and putting this together and anyone listening on radio now as well. Welcome to the Eat This with Leanne community. And 
what the hell is the last is the last line and please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time <laughs>